All right, welcome back to another episode of um, the Coffee Sensory podcast. And today we are going to explore a little bit the effect of agitation and improving pattern um, towards the flavor. And how does it impact um, your brews? And uh, we will first start with what is like the practicality um, of agitation. And on the second part, we will uh, dig into how to fine tweak um, certain patterns, pouring, and agitation based on your desired results. So on the practicality, uh, we want agitation on the first uh, part of the brew, called the bloom or pre-waiting, in order to have all your coffee grounds uh, wet and, and, and emerge in water. The, the idea is really to release those carbon dioxide. And this is kind of all, uh, all agreed upon the industry, but it's very important to make sure that absolutely all the grounds are pre-wet. So in order to do that, you can either uh, pour quite aggressively, use a spoon, or uh, gently swirl, swirl your coffee after adding your first, uh, your first amount of water. That helps uh, greatly um, have a consistent um, bloom and, and pre-waiting phase. So that's basically the practicality. You just want your coffee to be settled and to have a really nice um, pre-waiting phase. The second part um, is how certain agitation affect your, um, your flavors. The more um, you agitate, the more you create turbulences, the more you will extract coffee. Uh, think the same as a tea. When you have your tea bag in your hot water um, mug, if you keep agitating with a spoon, you start seeing your tea becoming more and more, let's say, greener or blacker, depending on what kind of loose, loose tea you're using. So same thing with coffee. The more you're going to agitate, the more you are going to extract the coffee quicker, which mean, doesn't mean that uh, your coffee will turn bitter. It just means that you will reach your desired level of extraction quicker. So you may want to adapt also your steeping time or your brewing time. So the more you agitate, the more you extract. And that's something you can really use, especially with uh, some press recipes or using cold temperatures. When, um, when you use like in the 80 degrees Celsius or 180, 190 degrees Fahrenheit, which is quite lower than, uh, than the, window, the safe window range, um, then you can uh, agitate a little bit more um, violently to, to kind of catch up the lack of energy because water is our energy water is our extractor think water as as um kind of uh, a bunch of keys that can open doors if your water is too hot uh, you are jumping the first initial doors and only opens the uh, and if you agitate more sorry you open only the layer doors and if you if you, if you don't agitate at all that will keep you in into the normal um normal window um, however, you may want to adapt your agitation and turbulences based on the coffee you have. And um, I, won't, I won't say that, um, origin of, of course, the origin of the coffee matters, but what um, makes the most impact when you agitate is the roast profile and the roast degree. For darker roast, I will really recommend as less agitation as possible. It's really important because the, the, the coffee is already dark, darkly roasted and um, probably have a lot of those brown sugar uh, caramels 
and potential uh, bittersweet notes. So if you agitate even more, you will really have more bitterness. Uh, the opposite with quite light roast, you may feel free to, to play with it and agitate a little bit to kind of uh, counterbalance the acidity with some sweetness and body if you want. Um, so then we have also the pouring, uh, pouring pattern, meaning that how many, how many times you stop and pour when you make your coffee. That's also very important because the more you stop and pour, the more you are uh, agitating as well. You're creating turbulences in your coffee bed. So um, like if you just do the bloom and a one long straight pour, that coffee will be less extracted than the same coffee, same grind size, same water temperature, but broken into five or six different pours. From experience, and that's by only empirical way, with just coffee and tasting, no scientific research behind. Um, I noticed that the more you stop and pour, the more you're adding uh, body, and you're losing a little bit of clarity, a little bit of complexity um, towards a more uh, texture in your cup. But obviously, the idea is to find the right balance, right? Uh, and also based on the tools you have. So I usually go for three, three pours. That's my basics. Like the bloom, another one until the middle of the, of the pour, and the last one to finish, um, to finish the, the brew. Um, and then I may adapt based on the method I'm using or the coffee I'm using. I may split into four or five different pours or even one long straight pour. That's usually uh, the one long straight pour. That's what I use for Chemexes, for example. And finally, that's for the, um, the geekier ones. The pour height, uh, that's really, really a bit too, um, too involved. But imagine when you pour your coffee, um, uh, being as close as possible to the, uh, to the coffee bed will, will make the, um, the flow quite you know, slower and also more gentle. You won't agitate the ground. You will just slowly um, put water and pour water on the coffee bed very gently. Now, if you... If you raise your kettle, you're gonna start creating splatters. And those splatters are gonna push the grounds below, agitating more the coffee bed and also the flow rate. So um, for pouring pattern, I usually try not to create uh, those splatters. Splatters, you, you can see it uh, on the surface of the water um, uh, forming some bubbles. So that, that's basically you adding air into your coffee bed and just having a kind of common and uh, sturdy pour. Some people try to match the exit pour with a pouring pour, but overall just make sure that you have a norm, normal looking pour. Um, so that's what about, about the pour height. And finally, um, about the pouring pattern. Should we pour in a circular motion, uh, clockwise, anti-clockwise, uh, or should we pour directly in the center? So between uh, clockwise and anti-clockwise, Clockwise, that doesn't matter. You, you can pick either or. That's absolutely uh, no uh, effect on on the um, on the flow rate, and nor on the uh, on, on the on the flavors. And uh, pouring in a center will accelerate the flow. So um, by accelerating accelerating the flow, you will get a quicker brewing time, which will give you more vibrancy, 
more brightness. Um, so pruning pattern really impacts the flow rate that will impact ultimately your, um, your, your flavor profile in your cup. So to, to sum up this, um, this agitation turbulences um, impact, uh, we saw uh, first the practicality of it, um, that we need to bloom and pre-wet the coffee all the time in the beginning of, of your brew for drip coffee. Second, we, um, we went into the effect of agitation in uh, the coffee extraction, either with a spoon manually, um, and then we checked the, um, the, the pouring pattern, the floor, uh, the, the pouring height and the, and the pouring, um, pouring, um, pouring pattern with circular versus uh, center. And the idea is really to, um, to play with it to find the sweet spot. But once again, this is really the last bit to change. First and foremost, as we, as we, we've talked about it in this series, um, setting the ratio is the most important. Then you will set the grind size, your water temperature, and then you will look at the pouring pattern and agitation and, and, and things like that. And for, and so what, what I would do typically is what is, is, is playing with, um, uh, ratios and usually I have my set ratios uh, that I explained uh, before in uh, in another episode. Then I will set the grind size based on the tool I'm using and the filtration method. Then I will set the um, the the water uh, temperature and the water quality, uh, mostly based on the coffee I have, uh, the the origin, the density of the coffee, and the um, and the roast profile, the roast degree. And finally, I may change the agitation only if I have drastically different um, roast profiles, like a very light one, a medium one, or a very dark one. That's where really I will, I will play with, um, with agitation. Uh, but agitation and print pattern has been quite, uh, quite a popular topic. Um, I just want to say that don't worry too much, even if you pour directly in the filters or don't have a steady pour, as long as you have a correct ratio, correct grind size, correct water, and correct coffee, of course, you'll pretty have a very good, uh, very good coffee experience. Uh, thank you very much again. And if you have any question, please hit me up at memlycoffee.com and I will answer all the questions that you may have about agitation, uh, water, water quality, water temperature, grind size, methods. And if you want to, uh, if you want me to, to do a brew with Memly with kind of other methods. Um, I have something planned as well about, you know, the Phoenix, the Turkish coffee or some espresso. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll talk to you next time.